Hey, it's me, Overreactor. Welcome to the next episode of Official Timeout, where we talk about the rules of roller derby. All of the things I will be talking about tonight are coming from WFTDA.com. Okay, previously we were talking about various forms of illegal contact, such as using illegal blocking zones or making contact to illegal target zones. And today we are going to talk about section 4.1.3, which goes over other illegal contact. Here's what the rule says. Initiating a block is legal when a skater is moving counterclockwise, in play, upright, and in bounds during a jam using legal contact zones. Other contact may be dangerous because it is unexpected. Accordingly, skaters cannot initiate a block while down, out of bounds, out of play, airborne, stopped, or skating clockwise. Skaters also cannot initiate a block on opponents who are down, fully out of bounds, or out of play. Skaters may initiate a block on an opponent who is straddling the track boundary, stopped, or skating clockwise. Initiation of assists should be held to the same metrics as that of blocking, with the exception of assisting a downed teammate to return to an upright position. Okay, let's move along to the casebook scenarios associated with section 4.1.3, Other Illegal Contact. It highlights the rule in section 4.1.3 that says, Initiating a block is legal when a skater is moving counterclockwise, in play, upright and inbounds during a jam using legal contact zones. Scenario C4.1.3.A. Point White Pivot stands still on their toe stops and initiates a block against Red Jammer. Red Jammer does not fall but is brought to a stop. Red Jammer counter blocks but White Pivot continues to block while on their toe stops and Red Jammer is unable to get past. Here's the outcome. White Pivot is penalized. The rationale. If Red Jammer loses position or has their momentum or trajectory severely affected by a block initiated in an unexpected way, the initiator should receive a penalty. In this example, if White Pivot had not maintained their stop block, but instead returned to the counterclockwise skating, allowing Red Jammer to maintain part of their momentum, it would not have resulted in a penalty. Scenario C4.1.3.B. Point 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 Red blocker uses a legal blocking zone to initiate a block to a legal target zone of white blocker. White blocker is pushed until one skate is in bounds and one skate is out of bounds. Red blocker continues to block until white blocker is fully out of bounds. Red blocker reinitiates a new block that knocks white blocker down. The outcome. Red blocker is penalized. The rationale. A skater should not expect to be blocked while out of bounds. It is only legal to block a skater who is in bounds or straddling. The secondary block is what warrants the penalty. Scenario C 4.1.3.C. Red blocker is knocked out of bounds and recycled to the rear of the pack. They accelerate and move inbounds directly into white blocker who falls. The outcome. Red blocker is penalized. The rationale. Even if the target and blocking zones were legal and both skaters were inbounds, red blocker gained 
an unexpected advantage by accelerating while out of bounds into the block. White blockers should not expect to be blocked by an out of bounds opponent. Scenario C4.1.3.3. D. Red blocker is knocked out of bounds by white blocker who also goes out of bounds, leaving an opening on the inside line. The out of bounds red blocker grabs the inbounds red jammer by the hips and pushes them past the inbounds white blockers. The outcome, red blocker is penalized. The rationale, the threshold for penalization of assists follows similar metrics to blocks. They cannot come from an unblockable position such as out of bounds, while down, or while stopped. Because red blocker could not legally be blocked, it would also be illegal to provide an assist. Okay, let's move on to scenario C4.1.3.E. White blocker, having lined up just in front of the jammer line, is contacted by red pivot attempting to take the same place. White blocker falls out of bounds before the jam starting whistle. Outcome, red pivot is penalized for blocking before the jam start. White blocker is allowed to participate in this jam. The rationale, it is illegal to block before a jam has begun. Because white blocker was not in a legal starting position due to an opponent's illegal action, they are allowed to participate in the jam. Keep in mind, should white blocker be blocked into a false starting position rather than out of bounds, white blocker is allowed to participate in the jam without the need to yield. Red pivot would still receive a penalty for blocking before the jam start. Keep in mind, a skater penalized before the start of a jam should serve their penalty in the position in which they appear to be acting. Scenario C4.1.3 Point F. White blocker initiates contact to red jammer during the jam ending whistle. Red jammer stumbles significantly off balance after the jam ending whistle. The outcome. White blocker initiated legally before the end of the jam. No penalty. The rationale. It is illegal to block after a jam has ended. It is, however, legal to initiate during the jam ending whistle, even if the outcome happens once the jam has ended. Keep in mind, should the same hit start after the jam ending whistle, Red Jammer need not fall nor be knocked out of bounds. Being hit significantly off balance after the jam ending whistle is sufficient to penalize the initiator of that hit. Keep in mind, a skater penalized after the end of the jam should serve their penalty in the position in which they appear to be acting. And finally, scenario C4.1.3.G. Red jammer is 18 feet or 5.48 meters ahead of the pack alongside white pivot. They continue to skate and an official gives an out-of-play warning to white pivot. White Pivot continues to skate alongside Red Jammer and then blocks Red Jammer, making hip-to-hip -hip contact. Red Jammer counterblocks White Pivot. White Pivot falls as a result. The outcome. White Pivot is penalized. Red Jammer is not. White Pivot received an out-of-play warning and failed to immediately attempt to return to the engagement zone. Rather, they continued to block Red Jammer. Skaters who are illegally blocked while out of play may legally counterblock, so Red Jammer's actions do not warrant a penalty. 
Keep in mind, if Red Jammer's actions, keep in mind, if Red Jammer's action was not a counterblock, but instead a separate and distinct initiation of a block, Red Jammer should be penalized, as white pivot falling is enough impact to warrant a penalty for illegal contact. Okay, thank you all so much for tuning in this week. This is a short little summertime episode, so um, be sure to tune in again next Monday, where... I'll talk more into your listening devices regarding the rules. (laughs) All right. Uh, Have a great week, you guys. And if you would like to contact me, you could find me on Instagram. That's ovary underscore actor. Or you can email me at ovaryactor at gmail.com. That's O-V-A-R-Y-A-C-T-O-R at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, it would help me out a lot if you'd go ahead and give it a thumbs up or a star to or leave a review and let me know like what is it that you want more of or what do you love about this or what do you not love about this and what can I do to make the rules even more exciting and engaging all right have a good week you guys talk at you later (laughs) bye-bye